Clinker Factor, the Cement Industry Podcast. Uh, welcome to the Clinker Factor, a podcast from WCA, which looks at the cement industry's response to climate change around the world and other topics of interest. I'm Ian Riley, CEO of WCA, and your host on the Clinker Factor. So uh, we're doing a, a special podcast celebrating International Women's Day. And um, last year, we talked to women who have been working in cement. And this year, we're particularly looking at the concrete industry and women who've been successful in the concrete industry. So I, I'm delighted uh, today to be talking to Nicole Campbell, who is president of Concrete Saskatchewan and who is also the founder of Yorkton Concrete 2012 Limited. So, Nicole, welcome. I wonder if I could ask you to introduce yourself and, and tell us how you wound up in concrete. Hi, Ian. Yes, thanks for having me. I, uh, I actually started my career in concrete, uh, maybe a little unconventionally, um, from being a broke music student dropout. <laughs> um, but as I began my studies, I quickly realized that uh, although I may have had some musical talent, um, it would be a hard way to make a living. <laughs> So I decided to take a year off and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I got a job waitressing and uh, I think everybody should be a waitress once in their life. It teaches you excellent life skills and uh, I think to be a nicer person. Um, so it was at that point, uh, my parents had a summer temporary position open uh, for receptionist at our family ready mixed concrete plant in Yorkton. And then I would decide what I wanted to do in the fall. And that was July of 06, and I never left. Okay, so splendid. So you, you started working in the concrete industry in 06, and six years later set up your own business, is that right? Yeah, within those six years, um, my now husband had also moved with me in 06, uh, but as life progressed in those six years, um, my dad and mom wanted to start to sell the business, and they were wondering if I had any interest in pursuing that as my career and I did and my husband did as well so um yeah in 2012 we began that and I'm actually third generation it was my grandfather that founded our family business um, and I also have a cousin and my uncle who my dad and my uncle had been in business prior to my dad buying the business in Yorkton um, and he has a concrete plant about an hour away from us actually a couple of them so if you think about it, it, it is concrete, I think, today is, is still very much an industry where you see a lot more men working there than, than women. And, and obviously, there's an awful lot of drivers who tend almost always to, to, to be men. But how, how have you found it as a, as a woman working in the concrete industry? And have you seen a change over the last, um, you know, 10 years or so? You know, um, I found that the concrete industry in general has been quite welcoming of women and my, myself especially. The community where I come from has always embraced me and worked with me, our customers, our clients, everything. Um, Concrete Sask, our board has been wonderful. And actually many of the men on the board have been great mentors for me through my career. Um, so I, I don't feel like I've really experienced any resistance to me being a woman in the industry. I've attended, um, you know, national lobby days, provincial lobby days. And I, I really haven't felt that I was anything less. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. So I suppose the, the, the question that goes along with that, because my experience really is, is that it's very much that way, that there's no uh, feeling that you know, women shouldn't be in the industry. And, and yet the result is, 
is still that there aren't very many women in the industry. So, so why do you think that is? Is it is it just the nature of the business that doesn't appeal, or, or what, what do you think the reason is there? I think so. Um, again, you know, when I was growing up watching my dad in the concrete industry, we already had women drivers at that time, which I think back then would have been uh, really abnormal. Um, we had a woman driver, she operated equipment, she ran dispatch, uh, she ran portables for grain elevators that we did across the Western provinces in the 90s. So I, I never really felt like that concrete industry, ready mix industry wasn't an opportunity for women. I just, I'm not sure that we do a good job in our industry of touting the roles of women or that there are roles available for women. I think it's maybe just more highlighting it more, highlighting people that are in the industry, doing things that you're doing exactly right now. Um, so one of the things that is, is, is changing in the industry is uh, the response to climate change. And I think that's bringing in a lot of new ideas and new technologies. I wonder if if that's going to be helpful in attracting different types of people into the industry. So, so for example, uh, uh, more women and perhaps more young people uh, to come into the industry. I, I wonder if you had any any views on that. I think for sure. I think young young people in general and women specifically with R and D, um, and that being a big part of the world of cement and concrete right now for our future is going to be hugely important. And I think that there will be more women available to fill those roles. Uh, I know coming from a rural area in Saskatchewan, another issue that we have is ready mix drivers. Um, we, we don't have people to fill those positions, just generally speaking right now, whether it's men or women. And part of the problem is because our government views um, as a level C, which they view as an unskilled trade, um, I guess. And so trying to bring in drivers or whatnot through immigration, because we don't have enough people to fill those roles, uh, we can't do that because they can't come in uh, under that. So I, I know we're working a little bit now uh, to try and get government to classify ready mix drivers as a level A or B uh, in which we could bring drivers in. And I think even doing things like that would open up that opportunity for women as well. Oh, that's a, that's a very good suggestion. The problem of a shortage of drivers is one that is uh, being seen in so many countries. I, uh, in the UK, we had a big story at the end of last year about how short of drivers we were. So I, th I think, you know, this is kind of one of the, I don't know, one of the developments sort of post-COVID is, is there seems to be a, a real shortage of people who are willing to do those jobs. Uh, have, you, uh, have you seen a lot of turnover in, in those kind of, of jobs uh, in your business? We haven't, actually. Um, we have a pretty long and steady crew um, with lots of experience. Um, so we usually onboard, I would say, two to three new drivers a year. So we've been lucky, but I do know that it's a problem that our industry is facing in our province and in our country. And like you said, all over now. So. Mm. And um, beyond uh, uh, drivers, just, just more generally uh, for the concrete in industry in Saskatchewan, are there other, other challenges that you're facing now? And what, what are the main things that are worrying the industry? I wouldn't say that it's a worry, but um, sustainability and um, how concrete and cement play a role in that um, seems to be uh, on everybody's minds. And I think everybody's putting in the work um, that needs to be done to, to get to a place um, where we're sustainable and climate change friendly. And so I would say that that's top of mind as well. And then maybe finally, um, 
what would your message be to women and girls who are considering working in the concrete industry? Um, my message would be that uh, you need to cultivate your own success and help other women and girls by being the type of woman you wished you had as a role model or did have as a role model when you were growing up. Um, and not to view other women as competition, but rather as allies. Um, and then just for yourself, um, put in the work and take pride in everything you do and always remember where you started. One of the things that I've found is that you need to find yourself cheerleaders and whether that be through family or friends, you need to sur surround yourself with people who are proud to celebrate your success and are also there for you through your challenges and setbacks. And that's really important. Mm. So that sounds like excellent advice. Uh, so, so thank you so much for speaking to me today, Nicole. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Ian. So today I'm, I'm talking to Cheng Yu, who is the Deputy Secretary General of the Chinese Concrete Products Association. So Cheng Yu, welcome. I, I wonder if you could briefly introduce yourself and explain how you came to be working in the concrete industry. Okay, first of all, uh, thank you for the invitation. I think this is a good opportunity for the board to know that our association and also the women who is working in the concrete industry in China. Um, as to how can I come to work in the industry because it's more related to my uh, education. I got my PhD degree from the University of Florida. Uh, so my major was concrete at that time. So that I start this very uh, concrete industry career uh, quite, uh, quite clearly, maybe very smoothly for me. I, my first job, uh, when I got my PhD degree, I came back to China. So my first job is to work as a, as a research engineer at an institution. Uh, my, work, my job there is to you know, make research on the cement material and the concrete material. Um, so after like five years, the association is looking for some or whoever who can, who can take charge of the science technology department. So that um, after that, I thought, you know, it might be a good opportunity for me, you know, to, to start another career. Uh, so I came to the association. So my current job is to serve the China Concrete and Cement Based Products Association as the Deputy Secretary General in charge of science and technology department. Um, as well as training department so that I will be very, very busy <laughs> in the coming year. So my career, when I come to the uh, association, uh, actually start from zero to establish the departments uh, starting from 2017. Uh, my job is separated into like uh, three mainly parts. One is the uh, uh, scientific evaluation of innovative technology, like how innovative advanced this technology is, uh, is it good for the market, you know, for the promotion of the technology? This is the first part. The second part is the concrete science and technology awards. Uh, so, uh, you know, in China, you have to get this uh, record of the uh, award to the Ministry of uh, Science and Technology of PRC, so that we submit the report, relative documents, everything, so that we can organize the annual events for the industry every year. So the third uh, is the uh, Grand Lecture of Chinese Concrete. It's an annual event together held with our annual convention and uh, exhibition. So these three big parts is the job. It's my main role as an organizer at the Science and Technology Department. 
So uh, through the training department, we really have to start from zero. <laughs> now still, <laughs> but uh, I'm confident that um, uh, this year we can establish the training and evaluation system for the concrete technicians and engineers. We can set up the system for, for the industry so that we can do more in the future. And how many members do you have in CCPA? Uh, one company here uh, is one member. So we have 1,450 1, uh, companies as our numbers. They are, uh, most of them are really big. Right. And um, it, it's not so common to see women working in the concrete industry. It tends to be an industry that's uh, dominated by men. Of course, uh, there are a lot of drivers working in the industry. So this is a, you know, a very much a, a male-dominated uh, occupation. Um, but how have you found it as a, as a woman working in the concrete industry? Have you found it uh, that there are difficulties? I have actually different views. Like uh, I work at the CCPA. Uh, we have like uh, more than 20 people working in the office, but we have only six men. <laughs> so we are looking for more men in our association. All right. <laughs> um, so working here is... Uh, you know, it, it's actually a very good thing because we have good sense of uh, achievements because you work in this industry. It's traditionally thinking about that. Uh, it, it, yeah, you're right. Like this is a male-dominated industry, but the things I look at it is a little bit different because this industry is male-dominated because it, uh, for most part of it, it actually uh, requires labor labor force or something like that. It should be strong to, you know, work on the, on the, on the site, construction site. But on the other side, um, I know so many outstanding women are working in this industry. So that um, I think we look at the industry, the industry actually calls for all kinds of talented people, including women. Uh, women can fit into the industry very well. I know uh, they are like uh, technicians, engineers, uh, all females and uh, who, people who charge of the uh, concrete bad factories, uh, plants like that, uh, who work on the cement um, uh, factories and who also is a leader of the big concrete companies. So they are all women there. Um, I don't think, uh, you see this male dominated industry because the number of male dominated, but I don't see this this way. I mean, uh, this, industry actually gave the women, women uh, equal opportunity to choose. You can choose your the job, the positions that you are interested in. I put one, if I put myself into the truck driver, I, I probably will, will not feel happy about that because I don't feel, feel myself, my education background knowledge doesn't fit in. But if I, you put me onto this sense technology department of association, I would be very good at it. So that the most important thing is like how women feel at their position, whether they have passion for the job instead of the numbers. I mean, number is just a number. As long as you have the choice, equal opportunity to make your own choice. I would say um, this is, as long as the position is good for you, then I think for a female and for male, um, it doesn't really matter. It's, I think the point you make there is an is a excellent one because... Uh, you, you, what you're really saying there is it, it depends on the nature of the work and whether yeah. or not the work is, is interesting to people. And a lot of the jobs in the industry traditionally uh, are not jobs that uh, women have been interested in doing. Because, you know, we know so many outstanding women working in this industry. Uh, one example would be like uh, John Baolan. He is the leader 
technolo uh, concrete technologist of, uh, you know, there is a very famous, the longest bridge uh, overseas, the, uh, the Hong Kong, Zhuhai, Macau Bridge projects. She is the person, very person who is in charge of everything about concrete, mm. you know, but she took the job, she took the responsibility and she stayed there for years. This project actually took like nine years to finish. And more than that, she stayed at, you know, the concrete patching, battery factory of Blanc, uh, doing every experiment and do the, all the quality control work. Mm. Excellent people, you know. <laughs> well, no, uh, I thank you for that uh, example of uh, a very successful uh, woman in the field. So... Is it changing? Is the situation changing, do you think? Because one of the things, if we come back to your point about the nature of the work, it, one of the things that seems to me that is changing is that uh, the, the new technology that's being applied to, to concrete today is, is, very, um, is very much more than it has been in the past, partly because of uh, pressures for reducing uh, carbon emissions. Of course, the carbon emissions are coming from the, the cement process, but a lot of the opportunities to uh, reduce those carbon emissions really focus on concrete. Do, do you think this is a more interesting field, if you like, for, for women? Well, um, I think the concrete industry is really changing. It is. Um, in the past, people, the society actually have misunderstanding on this industry, they thought. You guys are doing, you know, mixing every material together and you are mixed, you are mixing, you're making mud. <laughs> That's not right. Of course not right. Um, the industry is changing in the way, like, like you mentioned, like the te technology, all kinds of technologies are starting to, you know, step in. And also the carbon reducing, reducing the technology uh, included. Um, I think, which means the concrete industry more and more are likely to have more and more challenging than ever before. Like uh, you need high technology, you, have to, you need the people who knows the knowledge, who has the education background. People are more likely to be required to have this kind of talent. I mean, talent, knowledge, uh, more than just labor, more than just the you know, physical stuff, which gives the women a lot of opportunities. Like me, I used to work a research engineer. So in the institution, I think um, maybe equal numbers are similar or close to equal numbers of women and men. People don't care about whether you're female or male. You can do the research, you can give the outcome, then you're the good one. Uh, I mean, this, this is the opportunity that uh, women can have in this industry. Uh, like uh, the one you, you just mentioned, like carbon reducing the industry, uh, solid waste, they're doing so much of the work for the industry, for the, for, the, for the society. People don't know that. So that I think, if you ask me, like, what about the social status of your concrete engineers? I would say it's not very good. It doesn't fit into the, what they have done, their contribution, not even close, you know? <laughs> so that uh, we, what we want to do is to, you know, uh, you know establish the uh, concrete engineers social centers and in keep improving, including to you know, introduce more women so that more women could be attracted to the industry. Because here they can contribute not their labor force, but their talents, their intelligence, their diligence, their personal qualities. So that I think this is how the industry should do 
to track more women into this. Excellent answer. Thank you very much, Chengyu. That was uh, that was great. So thank you very much. So today I'm talking to Alana Gazetta, who's the National Research Laboratory Manager at US Concrete. Alana, welcome. Perhaps you could uh, start by giving us a little bit of an explanation of how you got into the concrete industry. Sure, thank you very much. Um, well, I, I studied engineering in college and uh, initially thought that, or was initially interested in structural design and structural engineering. And so um, that was the pathway I was pursuing. Um, I, I lived at home while I was going to college, so I was looking to get involved in kind of the student organizations and, and competitions my freshman year, um, just to start having community and meeting people. And uh, so I thought I was going to do the steel bridge competition, but I was looking at all different tables and, and someone, a really good friend of mine now, spoke to me at the concrete canoe table and had encouraged me to join the team and, and get involved in that. Um, prior to even having any of my real civil engineering classes, I was learning about concrete and, and using it as a material in the context of the um, ASE, the American Society of Civil Engineers competition, where um, as a team of students, you're uh, designing a concrete mix and, and then competing against other schools at a lake. And so then through that, I was um, also meeting people in the industry. And um, as a freshman, I was also really encouraged um, by my school, and I went to school at San Jose State, uh, to look for an internship. And so I was, I went to the career fairs, I was looking for an internship really in, in anything, and I happened to um, get an internship at a local concrete contractor here at Joseph J. Albanese. And so I actually worked for them as an intern for four years, and so um, actually getting mixed designs from Central Concrete was one of my first jobs. And um, that kind of opened my eyes to what the construction industry was and where there are opportunities on the construction side. I ended up being offered the position as a lab technician in the research lab for U.S. Concrete. Um, so I got then got my master's degree at San Jose State and um, had been working for U.S. Concrete for three years. I liked the, the team and the people here, and um, it still felt like there were a lot of cool things I could be doing um, on the research lab side. And at that point, um, I had been promoted to lab manager. And so um, now I've been here for 10 and a half years and um, still really enjoying it. And it's it's been a, a changing and, and growing career development opportunity for me. So, so some people might be surprised to hear you say that there are a lot of cool things you can do in a concrete lab. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, about your role and about what you actually do? Sure. So with um, my team specifically is really um, tasked with being the research resource for any of our different business units in the United States. And so um, U.S. Congress is now uh, part of Vulcan Materials Company. And so we're part of a, a larger organization as of last year. Um, and we've got ready mix business units um, on the East Coast and in Texas and um, on the West Coast. And so each of those have their own quality assurance departments um, that manage their product line, uh, the data project type tasks. And then as a whole, my lab team is, is the one team that's dedicated to looking at new materials and new products and new technologies so that we really vet those out and do testing in our lab and then be able to offer that data and, and show what we're seeing in terms of performance or low carbon 
to our other quality assurance departments so that they can consider those types of technologies to implement um, as part of their products. And so, you know, I, I've seen, been able to see a lot of different new technologies or kind of see new ideas that are coming out there. And so that variety and the challenge of trying to figure out there's this new thing that can we can use to lower carbon. How can we actually make that work with equivalent durability, equivalent strength? Uh, that piece is, is something that I've really enjoyed. And then in the last um, three or four years as well in my role, uh, also kind of expanded into doing business development type things where I'm working with architects and engineers um, to show them what we can do on the concrete side and to help advise with specs. And so that's been a really cool way that sort of brings back my education where I have that structural engineering interest. And so I can I can speak with structural engineers and, and have a basic understanding of what they're, you know, what they're working on and what they have to consider um, and be able to kind of bridge that gap between the concrete supplier and the designers, since typically there's a lot of layers in between us on a traditional project. And, and when we get involved on a project, the design's already done. And so being able to work with people earlier in the design process and at least give them options to consider for concrete materials. Hmm. I'm interested that you mentioned there the, the work that you're doing on, on low carbon uh, concretes. And I, and I wonder whether the, the fact that the industry is responding to climate change and is innovating to try and respond to climate change makes it a more attractive place for women to, to work. You know, because this is one of the challenges I think that we face uh, globally in attracting women into the workforce uh, in, in the uh, cement and concrete industries. Is, is that historically it perhaps hasn't been a very interesting place for, for, for women to work. Do you think today with the extra emphasis on, on sustainability and, and addressing climate change, it becomes uh, something more interesting? Potentially it could be. Um, yeah, I could see there being people being very interested on that side, seeing a new way to now get involved. I think for me personally, it um, wasn't necessarily something I set out to do, but it was something that uh, was really built in, into this company. And, and that was something that I started to, to learn more about just as working through here. And it really created um, kind of a new path for me as well, because I, I did get asked to, to join um, the Carbon Leadership Forum and represent us there about four years ago. And a lot of it was was brand new to me. And um, and then through that, I've, uh, I've really learned a lot and um, seen how then I can be a resource um, for our company and then also, you know, outwardly to others. And so I, I think um, especially with where sustainability and embodied carbon and where that conversation is is going now, it's something that's newer into the industry. And so I think for for women, um, that can be a great place to to get in, and you get to kind of create a path if it's something that's not necessarily already established and and has a set procedure and a set way and a, a long history of doing something in the same way that can be a little tougher to get into sometimes so I do think it offers a, a newer way where you know you get the it just naturally has the opportunity to grow how it's going to impact the company and and that maybe creates a space that makes it easier to enter in. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, this year's um, uh, International Women's Day theme is uh, breaking the bias. And I wonder, uh, what, what do you think the industry can do to, to achieve this? What advice do you have to, to, to the industry? 
Um, you know, I think one thing is is supporting the student chapter organizations of either civil engineering programs or we've got the, the concrete industry management program at, at a few different universities. Also, the um, construction management type programs, things like that. Um, I found for me that was really uh, a great way to get involved in people in the industry. And in thinking back at school, um, you know, a lot of times I was one of maybe three women in a, a classroom of 20 to 30 students. But then within the um, student chapters of, of organizations like the American Society of Civil Engineers or the Associated General Contractors or um, American Concrete Institute, uh, the ratios were actually different there. It was usually maybe more 25 to 50% women. Those types of organizations allow for opportunities um, that really speak to the skill set of a lot of women and allow them to take ownership and then to interact with um, people in industry. And people in industry, when there's someone, you know, taking a, a leadership role or, or really showing a skill set that fits in well with your company, they're going to notice it. And that was actually how I got my my interview uh, for U.S. Concrete, also with Central Concrete, um, was through being involved in the, the AGC, the Associated General Contractors Association. And so I think that is a that is a help way, um, for women to get to show skills and then learn about the industry, see what, and get exposed to it. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Um, and and finally, um, what would be your message to uh, women who are thinking about entering the industry, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, fresh graduates or, or, or women with more experience? Um, I think, I guess I'd like to, or what I try to do is just kind of share my experience or, or what the industry is like. And there's a place for, for people with a lot of different skill sets. Um, there's career paths, both, both for someone who goes to college, but also um, career paths that don't require a college degree. And so, um, you know, whether you're very technically minded, and I think with civil engineering specifically, I find that when you study civil engineering in school, it's, you know, the common career paths are, are water infrastructure or structural or transportation or construction management. But concrete as a, as a specific material usually isn't um, there's not a lot of emphasis or time spent on that in school. It may not as a career path. So I enjoy, um, you know, going back and talking to students who are in school now and doing civil engineering just to show it the career path. Um, if you're someone who has skills where you're organized and you work well with people um, or, you know, work well with a lot of different personalities, being a plant manager um, or managing things on the operations side can be a good fit. Um, and, you know, if you're uh, someone and it doesn't even, you know, require being on the technical side, there are certainly opportunities on the finance side and on the administrative side. And so there's just, there's places, um, there's a variety of skill sets that are, are really needed um, in the concrete industry. And so I think it's a, it's a career path, um, that you know could fit for a lot of people, and uh, I I actually had a uh, a story that I think back on when I was a uh, an intern on a, a project at an elementary school 
where um, it was a it was a project that was a tough situation, and I was 20 years old and very new, and um, there were some tough dynamics on this project. And so um, every time I went on, it was just a hard situation for me. I, I wasn't fitting in well. I wasn't sure how to approach the challenges that were going on. And um, so on this one particular day, it was it was another hard day. I just was not feeling good or like I was part of the team. And we were, uh, you know, all in our PPE, hard hat, vest, um, work boots, and we were in the construction site. But then um, the next week, once the school was going to be closed, there was a section of war outside of the construction fence where they were going to be demoing um, a section and replacing it. And so we were walking along those classrooms uh, to, to go check it out and plan for that, you know, ahead of what was going to be happening next week. And there were these students out on the playground and we're walking uh, around the thing. And this one girl just comes up to us and she stops a little bit in front of me and she goes, I didn't know there could be a girl construction worker. <laughs> and it just melted my heart that uh, all of a sudden, and I, I, I talked to her very briefly, but then we, we continued going on and it just kind of, even though things weren't going well, um, you know, she saw me as one of the team and I wasn't seeing it in that moment. And I just went home feeling so good that day. And she, you know, has no idea what she did to kind of support me and lift me up. And so I think, um, especially for women who are, are in the industry now, the way we support and lift each other up. Um, also, just a, a great way to keep building us up as, as part of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows the importance of having having role models. So Alana, thank you very much for talking to me today. Sure, yeah, great to see you. Thank you.